0: We're back here on the first team, Joe DeLeon, Ryan Roberts. We are starting our first defensive tackle scouting report of the week, or just of this series. That being Jerjon Newton, definitely mispronouncing that, and Michael Hall Jr. Uh, from Ohio State, Newton from Illinois. Two more stout defensive tackles. Not the biggest guys, a little bit wide, but still very talented in their own right. We're going to break these guys down uh, very, very soon. Ryan, uh, I want to start with Newton. You said that yep.
1: before we hopped on here that you've got some funny background on him. What's what's the scoop? Well, it, it was a it's a funny family note because obviously he just had a tremendous season as a redshirt sophomore. He came in during the COVID year in 2020, so he got that redshirt year, obviously in that initial season. But so he was a three star recruit. But he has four brothers. Okay, so the five brothers in the Newton family names are Jerzon, Jervan, Jerquan, Jerwan, and JerSean.
0: So they all have Jer in yes. the is their dad does their dad's name also
1: have Jer son in front of, of it? son of Jervan Newton. So yes, and his his mother's name is Jovita. So there we go. Honestly, and- I respect the hell out of the consistency. That is freaking awesome. And that is awesome. Comes from a football family. Jerwan was actually a really good linebacker that played at Toledo over the past couple of years. So Jerwan played at okay. Toledo. Jervan and Jerquan both played football at West Florida. And his cousins was Pro Wells that played tight end at TCU. So football family oh. on top of the Jerwan, Jerzon, Jerquan, Jer. Yes. Well, you certainly see the,
0: the family background of playing football. And yeah. I'm sure that. Uh, all, with all that many guys playing football and how strong of an athlete Newton is, I don't know what his brothers were like. They, I can just see, were just beating the hell out of each other when they were growing up. And that's what made Newton as strong and as tough as he is. As I highlighted here, very low to the ground. Yes. Very, very stout. I think he was listed at like 295. He was maybe touching 6'1 and change. Do you, do, you want, do you have
1: a verified height? Yes. Verified height and weight on Jerzan. I do not have an arm length, which is. Uh, an interesting thing I want to bring up at some point. important, but yes. disappointing six, one and three eighths. So slightly under six foot one and a half and 300 pounds okay. in the spring. So 6'1 300.
0: <laughs> yes. I, I think he plays perfectly to that description of his size because he's, he's, he's stout. He is yeah. hard to move because he's so low to the ground and he's got really good strength. Like him anchoring against the run. He's going to be a three tech at the next level. But I, I think as, as someone who loved Kalijah Cansey, oh, I think that gosh. this is a better profile for I think what Kalijah Cansey could have been because Newton can actually anchor and play and make plays against the run despite being on the shorter side. He's also a pretty good athlete. I, I was yeah. pleasantly surprised by the way that he uh, he got after rushing the passer and got a little bit of bend to him. saw him, saw him get a little bit of you know redirection and, and bend going up against some of these defensive tackles, especially when they're running
1: stunts. So. A lot of of potential here for a guy like Newton. Can we talk about this Illinois interior defensive line to start, Joe? I mean, it's pretty awesome, man. We had – Yes. We have Jerzon, or Johnny, as they call him, Newton. They also had a big defensive tackle this past year that was at the NFLPA Bowl, I believe, Calvin Avery, that was playing nose tackle. But I love the other defensive tackle. I wish I could fit fit him into this week, but I love Keith Randolph Jr. He is verified 6'3 and a quarter. 297 pounds, but he's long. They play him at like five tech at times, four, four eye. They use him all over the place. To your point, Jerzan is a three tech only on the next level. Like, I think that he can last mm-hmm. working from one shade at points, but he is only six foot one and he is only 300 pounds. So he's not the biggest guy in the world, obviously. But my favorite thing about him. Very flexible for a guy his size. Slippery. Yes. I was very yes. surprised with how slippery yeah. of an interior rusher he is because he look, kind of just looks like a bowling ball as a player. But he's got that slipperiness mm. to him. He's got some gap penetration skills. Not comparing him, him this, not comparing him to this player one-to-one because I think that this player ended up being a Pro Bowl-level player. But there's some Jarrell Casey vibes to Drazon Newton because Casey was also sawed off and just kind of a hulking dude but quicker than you would anticipate potentially on the interior so i like a lot of what jerzan is i do think he's a little role specific though i don't think that he's a guy that like like if you're a team that wants to run a bunch of three down looks i don't think he can do that like he's not long enough to play he's a four-man exclusive three tech which nothing wrong with that just there's going to be some limitations for teams that want to play some three down or play a variety of different looks up front.
0: And I, I absolutely agree with that. Like, there's not a single spot on a three man front that he is going to succeed because he's just he's just so low to the ground. But I think that he fits the prototype perfectly for a three tech in a four three scheme. But what is optimistic for him is I, like this is a guy who could play every down. I, I don't see a reason to take him off the field because as I was talking about. He can get after the passer, the passer. He's also got pretty good hands. And we're talking about that flexibility, which is important as a pass rusher for if you are in a little bit more space and you're and you're stunting a little bit, um, the hands that he brings to it are, are active. They're not consistent, but I think that there's activity where he can get home. He can get some sacks. He can get some pressures. Uh, he's not just a guy who's, I'm going to drive the guard back and try and get him into the center's lap or into the quarterback's lap. He's not the type of guy. All that stuff I was just very pleasantly surprised by how well how rounded and athletic he was. Yeah. Uh for the position and frankly Ryan I don't see a reason why he can't be a late first round or early second round pick with all that.
1: <sighs> yeah. I, uh... I struggle with that. Is that a little too aggressive? I, I just I, I think that he's a little scheme specific. So, like, so I'll, I'll say it like this Johnny Newton had a really productive last season, obviously, for the line. I 62 tackles, 14 tackles for loss, five and a half sacks. If you watched him, first and foremost, is there anything more appealing than a big defensive tackle wearing a single digit wearing number four on the interior? It's pretty awesome. It's fun. Their defensive fun. tackles, their two best were number four and number 88. I want to talk about a little bit of. Weird, but it was really it was really get cool a wide receiver group running at, running after the quarterback. I'll seriously, say. man, seriously. I, I, I'll say this, Joe. If Kalijah Cansey can go in the first round, I think Jazan Newton can. So, like, if you're asking me, can he go in the first round? Yes, I think he can go in the first round. It's just this isn't typically my type of player. It's not. I fall more for okay. the Keith Randolphs of the world, who are a little bit more longer players, can play multiple fronts, can do a little bit more of the dirty work than Newton. Although I think Newton can play at the point of attack, I don't think he's ever going to be an exceller at it, right? Like I just think he's going to be a good, solid player at the point of attack, and I think he's going to be a slippery interior rusher, which nope, no problems with. I just mentioned Jarell Casey as a point of reference to a style right and Jarrell but Jarrell Casey Mm -hmm. was also little scheme dependent little role dependent but he was very good at his role and I think Newton could be very good at his role I just typically refer this guy more on mid day two like uh, you know second mid seconds late second because I think he's a good football player but I do struggle because offensive linemen at the next level they're going to get bigger they're going to get longer they're going to get stronger Can it translate as easily as it does in the Big Ten? That's my only question, Mark, which is on.
0: Yeah, I think we're not too far off. And as (laughs) those who remember, I was very high on Klyra Jekanze. So to, you know, shouldn't be surprised that I really like (laughs) a guy who's also stout and problematic as an interior defensive lineman. Before we continue on with this video, I just want to tell you folks about an exciting new partnership that we have with this channel With Underdog Fantasy. Ever since I joined, I've been having so much fun. There are so many different exciting games that make watching games during the offseason more exciting. I'm not the biggest basketball fan, but it has made it way more entertaining since I found Underdog Fantasy. And my favorite game to play so far, which I think you should try out, is Pick 'em. It is so easy to play. Just pick higher or lower on your favorite player stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Underdog keeps it simple. With their easy-to-use website and mobile apps, pick between two and five players to fill out your pick'em slip get every pick right, and take home some cold, hard cash. Use code HACK, H-A-C-K, HACK, like the name of this channel. Use code HACK to get your first deposit doubled up to $100 by Underdog. Go sign up. You won't regret it. You're going to have a blast. Check out Underdog Fantasy. I also want to tell you folks about our other reoccurring sponsor that we have on this channel that being bet online betonline.ag, which is all the updated odds news and anything for sports betting it's my go-to source for when i want to be betting specifically on games i love betting on college basketball or the nba uh, especially again during the off season always looking for more fun ways to be uh, focused in on some of these other sports it's betonline.ag and use promo code believe 50 it's promo code believe 50 to get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Yeah. Michael Hall Jr. Yeah. Ryan. Yes. He
1: one of those guys that's very frustrating to watch. Uh-oh. What uh what background info do you have on him? I mean, he's he's like every typical Ohio State player of all time. He's very highly recruited, was number 54 overall player, four defensive tackle in the class coming out, ninth ranked player overall in the state of Ohio. 72 tackles, 17 tackles for loss, five sacks. Cut, sh- and, and that was even on an injury-shortened season because he actually had bro- broken his hand during that season and kind of still ended up with that t- those that tackle for loss numbers and sack numbers. Entering his junior year, he played a little bit as a true freshman. Not a ton, though. Only played in four games. But last year, obviously, he ended up with seven-and-a-half tackles for loss, four-and-a-half sacks. The interesting part about him, Joe, and I think I know where you're probably going with this, is that all yeah. of his tackle for loss and sack production basically came in two games, three games last year. There were a lot of games where no tackles for loss, no sacks, no big plays. But then you turn on Notre Dame was a big game for him. I th- what was the other game I watched? Where at- at Michigan he, State he was well a against big game. Michigan. Yeah, he played, he played well against Michigan, but he didn't really make any like game-changing plays. Michigan State yeah. was the other big game he had, and I think he beat up on Arkansas State. So, Again, we're not about sc- score scouting to your point. There were some games that he was good, but just wasn't making like impactful big time plays. But I think that you you saw last year he was an inexperienced player that really I think he was kind of a cluster stat guy last year, right? Like it was just one of those guys that two to three games were fantastic, kind of give me shades of like Ziggy Ansah that played with the Lions. Not not obviously not the same player, not even the same position, but Ziggy used to have like eight of his 11 sacks in like three-game span every single year, you know, and then he would kind of disappear for some stretches. I think you saw Hall get lost in the shuffle at times because they were rotating Tyleek Williams yes, yeah. and Teron Vincent and Jeron Cage, and, and there was a, a there was a heavy rotation on the interior. And honestly, I'm, I'm excited because two of those guys, Vincent and Cage, are both gone this year. So I'm excited to see if him, Tyleek Williams, are more of the mainstays on the interior. Maybe they don't rotate quite as much as they did last year. So here's where I'm at with with Hall um,
0: very athletic I think that he has a really good get off he fires off the ball very very quick I, I think that you get a lot of flashes of when he can be twitchy and he can be problematic and he can show really good hands as a pass rusher and and he can anchor well and he, he shows all these flashes of him being a really good high level defensive tackle. What I get, I have a lot of pause on, though, is that it's it's not very consistent. I don't know if that's maybe the result of what you're talking about with those other guys ahead of him and him just not being on the field every single down, so it's, it's hard for him to get into a rhythm when you're rotating. Um, but on some plays, it feels like he's, I don't want to say he's taking off, but I just, it's really not consistent at all. And that's why I like him. I think he's a high potential player, but I don't know if he reaches that potential. And maybe he could just be a good rotational guy that's got some flashes
1: um, if he can improve and, and develop. I, I kind of like Hall a little bit more than you, I think. Just kind of hearing you you kind of say that out loud. Because mm-hmm. I think that the – I think where we, where we are similar, this kid is an upside play at this point, right? Like this is a young man where we only have one year of film. And it's still kind of limited film. I think he played maybe like 300 snaps last year. So, like, it wasn't like we saw him extensively throughout the season. But I look at him and I say, decent length, despite only being six foot two. I think he's very well filled out as far as 285 pounds is an easy 285. Like, he's going to be able to play 300 plus easy because he just doesn't have any bad weight on his frame. And I think he's got a really nice first step. I think that he is very flexible. I mean, there was a play against Michigan State where he almost ran outside track as a rusher, and he's able to kind of bend the arc. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's it's kind of different a little bit, man. Like, that's not a typical thing that you see from a defensive tackle. So I think that the inexperience shows up with the ability to consistently play at the point of attack. Can usage, I think, needs to improve. I think he just needs to play more. To be honest, so this is kind of an upside play for me. I think that this year is going to be big to determining if he even enters the twenty twenty four NFL draft because he's a young kid that not, hasn't played a ton. Right? Yeah. He has a lot of ups, Has a lot of upside to him.
0: Yeah, the upside you definitely see, and it, it, it's it's one of those guys. It's very tangible where. You get like 10 really good plays out of him a game, I think. Like I think you get like 10 plays where it's like, wow, this guy (laughs) has second round potential. He's got potential to, you know, to be problematic and be a guy that that is a disruptor and gets penetration. But the remaining game plays out of the game that he's on the field, let's say the remaining 40 plays that he's on the field, it's You know, not a whole lot of nothing, not a lot of disruption. He kind of disappears at some times. And that's why, like, I don't get as excited as I would like to about a guy like this. And right now, my projection for him is like, I see him as a top 150 player. I, I don't think he's, you know, a very late round pick, but maybe late day two if things work out for
1: him and he shows some signs of improvement. But for me, this is mostly a day three football player. I see, I see third round with this player right now. So I see borderline top 100. I think that he sneaks right in there because he has some legitimate movement skills. I think that there is upside here, right? And it, it's summer scouting, so we're projecting a good bit. We're projecting this guy yeah. to make a step forward. And I again, I hope, I hope that him and Tyleek Williams take a much higher workload than what they did last year. I think they will because I just don't think there's going to be as much depth as what they've had. At least during the 2022 season, so I'm hopeful for Michael Hall. I'm also a little hesitant to fully buy in, right? Because I, I think that this is a kid that is he going to be in the 2024 NFL draft class? We have no idea. Like, there's some juniors that we watch. We're just like, yeah, yeah. There's good chance that that guy's like when you watch Kavon Thibodeau like like two years ago, right? It's like, yeah, he's going to be at the draft, right? Like it's 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 not a it's not right. much of a debate. For Michael Hall, you can convince me he's a 2025 NFL draft kid when it's all said and done. So I think the upside play, but I really do like the fact that he's going into now year two of major playing time, probably going to be an exclusive starter this year. And if you have seen Jim Knowles during his career as a defensive coordinator, year two is usually where that defense takes the next step. Historically, his defenses have struggled in year one. It's year two where they really start to hit their points. Mm -hmm. And I think that this year with – JT and Jack Sawyer and some of these incredibly toolsy guys like Sawyer and Hall that were kind of developing in 2022. I think they have a chance to really break out in 2023. So I'm buying into the, the upside for, uh, for summer scouting, but there is a tentative nature to it because you just don't hundred mm-hmm. percent know what his role is going to be under Knowles this year.
0: Uh, I'm a little bit more wary on buying into that upside, but I will say I do agree with you. I think that this is a football player where if he gets the, the, primary share of snaps yeah as a three tech in this defense and and rotates far more frequently and is one of the starting guys he absolutely will get up into that top 100 conversation for me yeah the football player i see right now is still top 150 but i would not be stunned or shocked or also push back at all if if this guy has a really good year and i'll be talking about he's you
1: know in my top five ranking pretty highly because of the way that he performed. Joe, I think that Ohio State's defensive line in 2023 has the chance to be much better than 2022 because of some of the, I don't want to say addition by subtraction, but I will say this is that I think that guys like Teron Vincent and Jaron Cage took reps away from better and more talented football players in 2022. I also think Zach Harrison, although ended up being a good football player this last year, he took reps away from guys like Jack Sawyer who needed reps, right? Like they need to play. So I wouldn't be shocked. And this is very counterproductive because you usually want to have a ton of depth up front, but I wouldn't be shocked if Ohio state, the fact that they maybe have a smaller rotation in 2023 ends up being a better defensive line. Like I I think that that could be possible. Like If Tyleek Williams, if Jack Sawyer, if Michael Hall, who are all talented, toolsy football players who have not nearly reached their peak because I just don't think they've been developed enough because they haven't played enough, I think that if that is the mainstay of this defensive line and they get a much higher bulk of the plays in 2023, I think this defensive line for Ohio State could be worlds better than it was last season. That's just kind of my early thoughts on Ohio State this year.
0: It's good note to wrap us up on. We've got two more defensive tackles coming your way on the next episode at Jody Leone at Rising Draft. We will be back with more Enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V
1: on YouTube.